0: Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver, tire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by.
1: We're talking blues hockey. It's the Joey Vitale Report on 101 ESPN. Brought to you by The Electrical Connection. When you need quality electrical work for your home or business, visit electricalconnection.org.
0: Michelle Smallman here on 101 ESPN. The Blues with a 5-1 victory last night over the Calgary Flames. This comes on the heels of that tough 7-1 loss to the Flames on Monday. Let's break it down with Joe Vitale. He jo- joins us right now on the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Good morning, Joey. How you doing?
2: Michelle, what's going on? Doing great. How are you guys today?
0: We're doing well. What a response from the Blues last night! You knew that they were going to come out and be fired up. You knew that they would want a little bit of revenge. Craig we said they're going to get a better version of us. But what did you think of the Blues' response to the Flames last night?
2: I thought it was terrific. I mean, to me, it, it was something that I think that we all could we all could expect. We all could see coming. You know, I looked at the way that uh, Billy Huso had that kind of everything going on as far as uh, everything in the backstop of what. What he represents so well, and I think that you look at this team as a whole, and and this is what they've continued to do their entire career and, and entire existence since they've had Craig Berube. As they they've had great responses. You know, the leadership group, a uh, lot, lot of credit to them. Um, this is a hockey game. This is it's a, it's a long season, and the players were the first to say it. And you look at how um, you look at how they really came out and just really jumped on. The Flames early; they knew they needed to. A back-to-back situation for Calgary. And I thought the Blues did a terrific job and really gave the home fans
1: something to cheer about. You know, Joey, it, it is so interesting to watch Husso and how well he's played. He hasn't lost at home. This year, and it is, I'm going to couple that by saying it's a long season. So there's trends. Things can change in a hurry. We saw that with Jordan Bennington a few years ago, and he took over and he won the Stanley Cup. But uh, just in a general sense, how do you size up what's happening? Because a lot of fans are talking about it. What's going on uh, with the goalie situation of the St. Louis Blues?
2: I think it's actually a great situation to have. You know, uh, I mean, yeah, ideally you would love to have Bennington continue to be successful and, and, and consistent in every single night. Uh, Dan, but we know that's not the reality. You know, you know the reality is that you know you're going to go through these, some of these some of these valleys. It's just it's natural um, when you go in these valleys. Yeah, it, you got to lean on a backup goaltender. You know, so I know that the fact that our backups playing well, some people might might argue that maybe look at it like oh, there's there's this drama filled event happening in St. Louis where the backup's taking over the net. I actually think it's a positive. I mean, uh, put, put yourself in Jordan Bennington's shoes. When he's struggling like he is right now, you, you don't want a backup that's going to go out there and get blown out either because that actually puts more pressure on you. So I actually think he, he loves the fact that Billy's playing well and he's kind of taking a lot of pressure off himself because he's taking a lot of pressure off the team because they're still winning games. So that, that's first and foremost. And then um, the, the second thing, with Billy playing so well, you really look at the situation that down the stretch you're going to be able to use two goaltenders very well, which I think is is what you're going to need to do, especially if you look at the the, the schedule there in March and April. I mean, it's just boatloads and boatloads of games that you're really going to need to use both. And I think that to scrap and claw for any kind of points you can down that stretch is going to be important.
1: I, I really think it's important then how – and you tell me, Joey. I mean, I could be really off-base with this, but how the coaching staff handles – Joey, uh, or uh, excuse me, Bennington and and Villy and and just the conversations that are had, how you handle it, the mindset. As we all know, I mean, it's, I don't know, man. Sports are fickle, and you, you handle different guys in different ways. So Saturday comes around, and maybe it's Philly who gets that start against the Jets, and then all of a sudden, what's Jordan Bennington thinking? But you got to keep him ready. It's kind of a... A dicey situation, a little bit, and I'm with you. I think it's a positive, but you got to make sure it stays a positive. You know what I mean?
2: Oh, I, I do. I do. And I think you brought up a good point that every, every player is a little bit different and that every player handles things in, in a different situation. So that's, that's where it becomes interesting. That's where you just really lean on the coach as far as knowing his players and, and how to handle them individually. Uh, i give you an example of how they, they handle a player the other day. You know, Nico Mikula sits in the third period in Calgary. He had a rough night. We all know that he was a minus five, he could have gone minus six, but he ended up sitting that whole 20 minutes in the third period. Now, uh, from a coaching standpoint, it wasn't something that they put them in the Raptors uh, line last night's game. They actually put them right back out on that top pair, but it was, it was the coaching along the way. So between the game in Calgary and last night's game, uh, the abysmal effort right there for Nico Mikula turned into a great effort last night. But there were conversations happening. Mike Van Ryan, Craig Bruby all talked to the young Nico Mikula about his game and, and what he does very well and how to get back to that. Not to mention, Al McGinnis had a great conversation with him as well. So there's teaching in the moment and there's conversations that are happening. And this is, this is a cool thing because you know 10 years ago, 12 years ago, and definitely 50 and 60 years ago in this league, there were so many mind games for coaches I mean you look at the old school coaches like Daryl Sutter I mean he's he's one that's kind of has lasted to this day but for the most part the coaches have are great communic- great communicators and they do talk to these players which is great now for a player like Jordan Bennington, I think his personality we, we all know he's he's a very you know astute guy he's very confident um, to the point where I think he he knows exactly what he needs to do. I don't think Craig Barubi and David Alexander need to babysit him all that much They know he's a pro they know he's proven they know he He's got that kind of metal because he's gone, gone the distance and he's battled through something a lot worse. Now, I know one thing that Craig Berube has said to me that is that you know, they, they are really starting to reestablish better things in practice. Not saying he was playing bad in practice, but you know, kind of getting back to the fundamentals of just working hard and doing the right things in practice to hopefully kind of get him over that hump. You know, I think that he could use a break. I think that you know, Billy Huso will get the start on Saturday. I think he deserves to get the start on Saturday. And I think for, for Bennington, it's going to be a lot of time off. And I think during that time off, it's, it's, it's when you can treat yourself uh, like a pro and be a pro and do the things you need to do to kind of get back on track. So to me, it's it's being handled properly. And I think Jordan, like I said, he's he's a proven pro. He knows what he needs to do, and uh, it's killing him. It, it's eating away at him right now being on the bench. And, and yes, I know he, he's happy to see the team successful, but this kid's a competitor. He wants to be in the net, and that's what you want. You want that out of a kid.
0: Joe Vitale talking blues hockey with us here on 101 ESPN. And, Joey, that Shen saad Peron line was amazing last night. And Braden Shen had a goal and an assist, two points. And I I know that we appreciate Braden Shen, but it just feels like when he is right and he is with this team, he brings so much to the blues identity. I I mean, when somebody needs to throw down the gloves and make a statement, it's always Braden Shen that steps up. So do you think that we don't appreciate Braden Shen and how much he's a part of this blues identity the way that we should?
2: Uh, you know, I think that he gets overshadowed a lot, especially this year with like Jordan Kairos and the Thomases and the flash of, of some of these young players. But but listen, I've I, I have I have been his biggest fan since day one. I, I remember playing against Braden. Uh, we've got a couple scraps together. He He's tough. He He's tough as nails. He plays the right way. And he's just a team first guy. And when you do that and you do it long enough, you're going to you're going to spend a lot of time in this league. You know, there, there is probably one blues player that really, you know, embodies that blues brand to hockey, and it's probably going to be Brayden Shen, and this is no knack on, you know, players like Ryan O'Reilly, but, uh, you know, from a full package blues, blues type of player with, with the physicality and the fighting and, and understanding the gamesmanship, right? Gamesmanship is, is show, so important. I don't really know how to relate it to baseball. I know you guys are baseball people, but for hockey, uh, Chris, I played with Chris he, he played. He won four Cups. Uh, he, he, was, he was a gamesman. He understood being on that bench what the game needed. It wasn't necessarily just a goal. I mean, yeah, goals were great, but sometimes it was a, a hit. Sometimes it was a fight. Sometimes it was just a good offensive zone shift. Maybe it was a block shot. Maybe it was just sitting up on the bench and, and, and yelling left and right to keep the guys going. They understand that the game's happening, and, and there's ebb and flows of, of momentum, and they understand what the team needs right now in this moment. And we've seen it with Brayden. To me, he's one of the best at it on this team. Uh, he's very well-educated. I don't think fans appreciate how educated he is about the game, the sport, and the players around him, the league, uh, whether it be the PA. I mean, he's very, very aware of, of players' agents. I mean, he, he knows a lot about the game. He he is an educated hockey player. And so with that being said, he's very observant. He's very curious about, about things. And I think when you do that, you kind of – Set yourself up to have that mental um, capacity to understand what the game needs in, in each individual moment. And to me, that's what makes him so great. He, he'll get a goal. He'll get an assist. He'll get an offensive zone shift. Uh, he'll get a fight. He'll get a good hit. He'll get scrappy. He'll talk to the team's bench. He knows what the, what the game needs. He knows what this Blues team needs when the moment comes. And I think, to me, those are the players, um, those intangibles. Right? We, we talk so much about points and production and plus-minus, but, but there, are, there are things about this sport that analytics will not show. There are things about this sport that you just cannot quantify. And to me, uh, Braden Shen really embodies so much of those things.
0: I think David Perron's game last night, Joe, is a good example of that. I mean, I love seeing the physicality out of him. He's body slamming guys onto the ice. What did you make of the feisty play of David Perron?
2: I think it was probably the best game he's played in in, in well over a month. Um, And I think that this is a player that it's, it's no secret they need to get him back going offensively. I think it's tough for him because he dealt with that injury he got hit in the head earlier in the year in that Chicago game. I think he's really trying to battle back and it's tough. He's dealt with concussions before and I can really sympathize with players like that personally so I know what he's going through or to some extent of what he's going through but he's trying he's trying to get back in the rhythm he's trying to get back in the flow but last night was the first game I've seen him really truly move his feet and play that aggressive style. This is is something that a lot of players when they're when they're struggling they they just can never really figure out or when they're struggling they're trying to think like, how do I get back into it you know one of the best ways when you are struggling i've always felt this when you want to try to get back on track is just just get under the skin of your opponent just you have to figure out a way to get physically engaged in the game it's like you know you wake it up in the morning uh, i know sometimes you gotta take the trash out it's really cold right now you kind of suck it up you go out there and you don't have a jacket you, you bring the trash out you come back and it's like oh baby let's go like i'm ready for the day now right you kind of shock that nervous system and that's kind of the same idea with with hockey players you kind of kind of sometimes just shock that nervous system we had a trainer in arizona um, jp major he would come up and randomly and, and players at camp and he would just like scare the crud out of them right? <laughs> right right like we'd be in line just kind of waiting around to drink a drink cup of coffee he would just scare you and then it's amazing like when you get when you get scared you get jolted everything fires up you kind of go in that fight fight flight mode with you know with our with our survival and you kind of get in that like oh my god okay let's go i'm ready to go like you're hopping a cold tub right all loves let's cold tubs it kind of gets him jolted right so for david perron it's the same thing. And Pat Maroon was the same way when he was in St. Louis. He, he would tell me all the time. He's like, you know, the game was just kind of boring or I was all in the slump. I would just stand up and just yell something at the bench. And they would yell something back and I would yell something back. And before, you know, what, I was in the game. And then, boom, I was like physically engaged in it. I was getting around the net. I was getting some chances. You just have to kind of get in the game and it's not human nature listen we don't we don't like chaos we don't like disruption well, we're human beings right but sometimes you really got to push yourself kind of over that edge just to kind of get under the skin of something to try to get something stirred up and then from there you know that you're locked in and engaged and i thought he was certainly that last night
0: so joy what you're telling me is i should start hiding and popping out and scaring randy before every show just to get his juices flowing you
2: can do that. Yeah, you, you, abs- you absolutely can do that. And, you know, it's like, it's like that cold, it's like cold tub therapy. It's the same idea. You know, they, they did all these studies with these, 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 these athletes that have jumped in cold tubs and then athletes who didn't. Believe it or not, it's not just mental, it's actually physical. They've actually found that when you hop in a cold tub, for example, or you get really scared, the dopamine levels, like the, 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 the dopamine, which is that, that, that pleasure chemical in your brain, it actually skyrockets 250%. So it's wow. not just. It's not just mental. There is like a physical thing where your body's under distress and they actually, they've actually they actually found that you actually release dopamine in stressful times. So it's almost like we should be seeking more pain than we are, which is even crazier to think. But uh, at the same time, there, there is a physical element to all of it.
0: Great stuff from Joe Vitali. I always learn something when we talk to you on Fridays, Joey. Thanks for the time and we'll talk to you next week.
2: You guys have a great one.
0: The Blues and Jets, Saturday, pregame starting at 1 p.m. here on 101 ESPN. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, Think twice before sending money through an app or online.
1: Let me guess. Unknown caller? You could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection.